Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is the Art of Wrestling with professional wrestler, Colt Cabana. It's Colt Cabana. All right, how you guys doing? Come on in, take a seat, sit down, put in those tweaked audio earbuds comfortably in your ears. And how about you give a listen to the Art of Wrestling. It's a professional wrestling podcast. It's also a life podcast, a personal journal, an entryway into the minds, the souls, the hearts, and the lives of people involved the world of professional wrestling. I am your host. My name, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. I am a Chicago native. I'm a Chicago reader cover boy. I'm also a friend. I'm also a fan. I'm also a family. I'm also a personality, a podcaster, a dark matchy. Uh, but most importantly, I'm a professional wrestler. As I sit here live in the studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, let's get a little house cleaning going on before we get into this, before we jump right into it. This is a fan-supported and listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. We give it to you free of charge every single Thursday on WeLoveColt.com or iTunes. Please go to iTunes and subscribe so it comes to you automatically. Uh, if you do want to support, you can leave a review on iTunes. It's nice and easy. Helps our iTunes rankings. Tell a friend. Let somebody know what's going on over here. Let somebody know about the movement that we're making on the art of wrestling but also uh if you got a couple bucks in your pocket and you could spare it and you want to see this thing keep on going keep on trucking head on over to my merchandise site coltmerch.com i have t-shirts buttons pictures posters dvds and much much more uh of course the wrestling road diaries my baby uh, myself and wwe's daniel bryan it's a documentary about life on the road as an independent professional wrestler 10 days covered we document it all we leave it no doors closed lots of fun that's available at colt merch Dot com. Lots to talk about this week. Uh, that seems to be like the theme of my life going on here. Every week there's something to talk about. Uh, but uh, it seems like this was an especial, especially busy one for myself, which, again, I can be more happier than that. I'm on the grind. I'm on the hustle. And that could all be summed up, actually, uh, as I was the cover boy of the number one free Chicago newspaper, The Chicago Reader. If you guys uh, lived in Chicago or saw on the Internet, uh, I was on the cover. Literally, my face was plastered all over the city, uh, a big, happy smile by myself. And uh, my buddy Tom, he wrote that article. So cool of him. This dude, Clayton, he took the pictures. Cool of him. Uh, and The Chicago Reader for putting out a story like that. And the feedback has been fantastic. And and, uh, you know, I, I recommend it. Give it a read. Uh, you just, I don't know, Google Chicago Reader Cole Cabana. And it's kind of telling the story, what we're doing here, you know, on the hustle. Uh, just trying to make something happen for myself, independent, underground. And, uh, you know, we're not on, everyone's just not handing out WWE contracts. You can't, just can't wait for it. Someday, you know, you, you just do it for yourself and it turns into to something special, you know. The cover, uh, the cover says, Colt Cabana wrestled his way to the WWE only to find that his real path to success was a mini-media empire of his own. And here I am, this empire, the art of wrestling, and uh, couldn't be happier. Now, I, I know I say this going into it. Um, obviously, I, I, had a, I had a dark match uh, in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm not going to get into it. You know, I am, uh, I'm not signed by the WWE. I had a match. 
um, I guess maybe to see what I was about or to see if I could wrestle. I don't know. Uh, but I did go there, and it was great to see all my friends uh, backstage. And uh, it was, you know, it didn't really seem eggshelly at all. It seemed very comfortable. Why? Because if it doesn't happen, I'm on top of the world already, you know. I, I have nothing to worry about for me. So I went in there with a real positive attitude of, hey, you know, don't let anything get to you. Don't let any, no pressure for myself. Just go in, have fun, show them what I'm, what I'm about, you know, what the story is. And uh, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, well, then we keep on doing it. And uh, that was special. I did a podcast with a friend there. We'll probably put that one out next week. But I had to put it on hold uh, because this week uh, was a special one. And really, it's crazy that I go and I do a WWE Dark match. But uh, in my mind, you know, I, I came out of this whole week with a huge smile on my face knowing that I was in the ring Tagging with Johnny Kidd, and across the, the ring from me was Johnny Saint, the legend of professional wrestling, uh, Mr. 1000 Holds, the, the, the just, man, Johnny Saint. And, and, and somehow I coaxed him to being on a podcast, and uh, we're going to hear that later, we're going to get into it, but just to be, spend the day with him, to realize who he was, and uh, went out to dinner with him a couple times, I, uh, I shared a, a table at the bar with him while he took down a couple pints, I had a couple DCs, a couple Diet Cokes, and to just kind of pick his brain and, and to learn what he was about, and just to know, I, I remember when I... When I got fired from the WWE, I made a MySpace, uh, that's I guess how long it was, I made a MySpace message saying I, I had two goals, I wanted to move to Chicago, and uh, move back to Chicago and, and go to England and wrestle Johnny Sane. I got to go to England in front of a thousand people in Sheffield, England and wrestle Johnny Sane, my hero, and uh, that was more than special, and he was a nice guy, he was a sweetheart, uh, but now, all of a sudden, now I get to wrestle him again in America. And not only that, I get to spend a lot of time with him. I get to hang out. Uh, I get to talk about the talk about the days, the days that I cherish, that I you know wasn't around for, that uh, that I'm a fan, a fanboy of. Sure, of course, I'll admit it. And uh, and that was the great thing. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I hope you guys enjoy listening to him. I hope you realize what a legend he is. And I, I think he almost downplays himself to a point, but he really was. He was the innovator of a style. He's uh, he started something that not many could follow, and years later, it's now kind of like on the comeback, and he's just as humble can be, as nice as can be, and really, it sets, uh, I think it sets a path that a lot of us wrestlers, if we are, or people that want to be wrestlers, should go down uh, and be and follow uh, the, the likeness of one Johnny Saint. But first, song of the week this week, we're going from one classic, Johnny Saint, to another. Classy Freddie Blassie sings his catchphrase, Pencil Neck Geek. Enjoy, and we'll be back with the legend, the British legend, Johnny Singh. Back when I was a kid, life was going swell. Till something happened, blew everything to hell. That night my daddy stumbled in, all pale and weak. Said a woman up the block just gave birth to a geek. Mom said, sell it to the circus. What the heck? Dad said, nope, this one's a pencil neck. And if there's one thing lower than a sideshow freak, it's a gritty, scum-sucking pencil neck geek. You see, if you take a pencil that won't hold lead, looks like a pipe cleaner attached to a head. Add a buggy whip body with a brain that leaks. You got yourself a gritty-eating pencil-neck geek. Pencil-neck geek, gritty-eating freak, scum-sucking peahead with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Pencil-neck Soon the geeks were popping up all over town. You couldn't hardly sneeze without knocking one down. After a nice juicy steak, if you need a toothpick, just reach for a geek. They'll do the trick. One day we cut one up for fish bait. Learned our lesson just a little bit late. Soon as the geek hit the drink, the water turned red. Next day, sure enough, all the fish were dead. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking peahead with a lousy physique. 
He's a one-man, no-good, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Any night, you know where I can be found? Yeah, stomping some geeks head into the ground. So keep the faith, cause in Blassie you can trust. I won't give up till the last geek bites the dust. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking D-head with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-gut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. They say these geeks come a dime a dozen. I'm looking for the guy who's a flying a dime. It's gonna be real hard times for all of these gritty, scum sucking, boot licking, drop kicking, gut grinding, nail biting, glue sniffing, scab picking, butt scratching, egg hatching, sleazy, smelly, pepper belly, dirty, lousy, rotten, stinking freaks. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right. Hey, guys. How you doing? Back on the podcast. Uh, with Johnny saying, and I don't think we'd be doing this if we weren't... Um if we weren't roommates all of a sudden here. That's for sure, yeah. It's uh, it's funny, isn't it? Eh? I, you know, it's a strange situation. Eh? Yeah. You're just flying in today and flying out, and uh, you need somewhere to stay, and I just happen to have a spare bed in my bedroom. Amazing. Eh? <laughs> and that's the life of the wrestler, isn't it? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, I, like, listen, I wanted to do this desperately. I, I know I was on the show. I think all the fans would wish it would happen, but I just didn't know if time would come. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. I, I think it's, uh, again, the spectrum of the wrestlers. Now, if I, I know it's not proper to say a man's age or, or of anything, but you uh-huh. can, are you allowed to say? Well, would you like the summers or the winters? <laughs> <laughs> like... You like you want a true count? Add them do, together. Yeah. Add them together. Well, I'm just just turned seventy. Seventy now. years old. Yes. And yes. I'm I'm thirty thirty one. Right. So these are the different. Uh, yes. It's really the different generations of wrestling. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, what's great is that you've kind of come back onto the scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I mean you. I know there's the the retirement of you and Michinoku, right? Yes. And what year was that at? That was, uh, I think, I'm not sure, it's 96, I think, yes. And you had said at that point, hey, I, this is it, I'm, I'm... Yeah, when I came back from Japan, I uh, I don't know, something inside me just told you, I just needed a break. Um, I, I don't know about you, but um, sometimes the traveling gets me down a little bit, you know, and... Uh, 
I think I'd done a lot of travelling that year and culminating in Japan and I came back and I just felt like, well, just let's step back a little bit here and, and have a break, have a breather, you know. Was it was the Japan travelling brutal? Uh not, not particular. You had said you really liked the Japan. Oh, I do. I, I love Japan. I was well treated. I liked the food. I liked the customs. Yeah, you know, I really liked it. But um, you know, I just, I just wanted to step back. You know. And that, so at that point, you, 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 you stepped back. Yeah. And now here comes two thousand. It's two thousand eleven right yeah, now. But yeah. I mean, what was it? Two thousand nine when? Uh, no, I, no, before then. I think it was about two thousand and seven when I made another comeback. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just got itchy feet, you know. <laughs> I mean, all the time that I'd retired, I was getting various offers, but uh, I just didn't feel, uh, you know, I, I just didn't want to do it. And for some reason, in 2007, I thought, oh, hey, what the hell, you know? Had you been aware of uh, just, like, like I told you before, how, you know, even in the WWE system, you know, we would all talk about you, and you've gained this... You know, years later, the status in wrestling, uh, I mean, were you, have you been aware, I mean, like, because the, uh, maybe the power of the internet, really. I think that's, no, I, I wasn't aware, but I think you've hit the nail right on the head there, the power of the internet. And it's amazing how many people back home uh, stop me in the street and say, hey, uh, saw you on television last night, and uh, because it's still on terrestrial channels, the old world of sport wrestling. And, of course, this Internet now has taken it worldwide as well. So, yeah, it really did uh, open my eyes. And it, it really surprised me just how worldwide uh, everything has become. And everybody seems to like this old, what we called the world of sport wrestling style, you know. And so it's like a, a resurrection again, in yeah. a way, you know. Yeah, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what was the first time you, like, did somebody send you a link to, like, show you that, that you were back, like back on the internet, almost. Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, I, I, I only brought a, a computer about uh, two or three years ago. I made a desperate attempt to drag myself into the twenty-first century, <laughs> and I am actually useless on a computer. But somebody sent me a link, and I clicked on and managed to do it, and I was, I was absolutely amazed, you know. And I thought, my golly gosh, this is going all the. Way. All the way through throughout, throughout the world, yeah. you know. Did you read the comments going down? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I, it was unbelievable. I, you know, couldn't believe it. So I'm sure you, you you're unfamiliar with uh, the term podcast, then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, well, we're happy to have you on here. Now, you said like the world of sport that that's the style that I guess we're calling it these days. Yes. Did you guys have a uh, a word for it that you would call the, what you guys were doing, or was it just wrestling? No, it was just wrestling to us yeah. in the style that we knew for that particular day, and it just became tabbed as the world of sport style, that's all. Now, you have obviously a, a particular style. How, like, is there a, a description for it, or...? I'm not really sure. The tricks, right? Uh, the tricks. I think more of a, an escapology style than, than anything else. You know, it's... Uh, I did wrestle uh, Georgie Kidd a few times. Now I don't know whether the name Georgie Kidd means anything to you. Well, that's when I when I watch your matches, they're always Ken Walton, especially, is always saying that's right. George Kidd is mm. the man who tra who had trained you and taught you yeah. everything you knew. Yeah. Uh, well, I did do a lot of training with George Kidd. Yes, I picked up a lot of a lot of his style. You know, uh, he, he tended to instead of. Uh, barging in like a bull, you tend to think a little bit and and, uh, and and use your use your skill to escape from holes. Yeah, it was George Kidd the originator of that style, or was there ones before him? With no, that? I think that George Kidd was maybe the the originator uh, of that particular escapology type of style. Yes, and where I mean, did he? Like, what's the basis of where he came from? You know, like, is was he? wrestling these brute guys and all of a sudden he just yeah yeah them. george was actually very quite a slight fellow really uh <clears throat> not very tall and very light really and a scottish fella and uh and he was always always seemed to be on with bigger fellas you know so he couldn't obviously match them in in uh, power what he could do of course is use his speed but use his brain to uh to outfox them and i think that's the type of style that i've always tried to uh because I've always found myself uh, on with bigger, heavier fellas. Because I'm fairly tall for a lightweight, you know. So I've always been on with bigger fellas, and uh, I can't match them with uh, with strength in that. Now, your style is so f fun. Like 
uh, and different, and everyone. I would say, maybe I would say like so. Ten years in your career, everyone was probably in love with it. Mm-hmm. Was was there trouble trying to start that like the first couple of years, or trying to get that into the scene? Uh, yeah, I suppose there was. I mean. Uh, <clears throat> I've had ups and downs in the business, as we all have. Bad injuries, and you know you've had to lay off. And sometimes you take a bad in, bad knock, and a bad injury, and you think, uh, "What am I doing this for?" And I, yeah, but you persevere, don't you? And, and over a period of time, you, you learn how to to do certain things, don't you? I must. You, you rem- remember certain things, and you think, "Well, I'm, I won't do that again." Or next time I do it, I'll try it in a different way. And this is how I, I built my style up, you know, over a period of years. Uh, but uh, wrestling is like the tough man sport, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Is, is there a lot of those tough guys being like, "No, it's it, let's go toe to toe." Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yes. But, uh, I'd like to think that I could mix it. Uh, yeah. You know, if anybody wanted to uh, to have it toe to toe, yeah, I think I would. Uh, For the listeners right now, he's staring me down. <laughs> yeah. no, <I'm> just, <laughs> he's ready to go. <laughs> but uh, no, but I, I do prefer. To, to use the style that I've, I've acquired. Did you get in fights as a kid? Oh, yes, yeah. Well, I was an amateur boxer for a while. Oh, yeah? Yeah, before I started amateur wrestling, yes, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you're, you're from Manchester, right? Yeah, I was born and bred in Manchester, yes. And uh, when I was about, uh, I was always on the school uh, athletic team. I was a runner and uh, long jump and discus, javelin, things like that. Uh, I think I was about 14 years old. Uh, I boxed for the school. Uh, I left school at 15, uh, and I started boxing for the local boys' club. And uh, we had no facilities whatsoever. And we had uh, a room that was a big, about as big as two toilets put together <laughs> and a set of boxing gloves. But um, uh, I became the uh, boys, National Boys... Sorry, I'm getting this wrong. National Association of Boys' Clubs Lancashire Champion. At... At 15? At 15. Uh, 16, sorry. 16. At 10 stone 10. And at that period then, I, I met Billy Robinson. I don't know the name Billy Robinson means that. Of course. Anybody who, who, uh, yeah, anybody who, who follows wrestling will know the name of Billy Robinson. Now, Billy's father and his uncle had both been ex-pro boxers. And they started to train me. And, of course, I went down to Billy's gymnasium. And I'd never seen a gymnasium like it compared to the boys' club. You know, there was punch bags there and speed balls. And it was like a wonder, you know. You ran into Billy Robinson on the street? Like, no, no. My, <laughs> my mother, actually, it's a funny story, this. The, the, where I lived, there was an empty corner shop. And it had been a hairdressing salon. And the- Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. His family moved in, the Robinson family moved in, because Billy's mother was a hairdresser. My mother went over there to have her hair done. And, of course, mothers get talking, as mothers do. My boy does this, my boy... And so Billy and I got introduced to one another, you see. And that's how I started going to his gymnasium. I was, his dad started to train me. But, of course, Billy being Billy, I was on the mat as well with him. 
doing amateur wrestling, and slowly the amateur wrestling took over. So you knew you knew teenage Billy Robinson. Oh yes. Was yes. he was he a tough dude? Oh he was. I can only imagine. Yeah, oh he was. Yes, he was. Was he looking for fights? Or oh, <laughs> Billy Billy would have a fight at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You too? Uh, well, I was a bit, little bit calmer. You know, yeah. I wasn't as big as Billy, so you know. Uh, what what what? So you you dropped out you dropped out of school fourteen. No, I, no, I finished school at fifteen. Oh, you finished school. Yeah, at we think that 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 was the age that you finished. Yeah, yeah. in them days, yes. Okay, I. Yeah. Man, you finished school at fifteen. Fifteen, and went to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? it does. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, my career was already worked out for me. I, you know, I had already got a job lined up and. Were you yeah. working while, tra while training boxing at 15? Oh, yeah. No, at 15, yes. Yeah. Yes, I was working, yes. What were you doing? I, was, I worked in a factory. I mean, in them days, you know. 15-year-old factory work. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. I've, I've, you've more or less, uh, the oldest boy, I was the, f uh, I've got a, a brother who's younger than me, and uh, but the oldest boy nearly always followed his father into whatever his father's profession were. And my dad worked at this factory, you know, this rubber factory it was. And, and I he, followed him in. He was okay with you working there. I guess the times yeah. are just so different, right? Oh yeah, oh totally different. Yeah, absolutely different. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think the youngsters of today have got it much harder, actually. But you the, think so? Oh, I I do. Yes, S says I do. the man who was a, f a fifteen year old factory <laughs> worker. <laughs> no, I think they've got it much harder, much tougher mentally with all these uh, computers and things like. In those days, you've got to remember, we're going back. I've just told you my age, so it doesn't take a genius right. to work out. I've been doing, by the way, I've been doing the math this whole time. I still haven't figured it out, so I don't know. It's 19-something. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was uh, just after the war, really, wasn't it? And England was a... We'd, be, we'd become a production nation. You know, we had to do. We had to rebuild. There was loads and loads of manual work around, you see. So education wasn't as, as important then as it, as it is now. Mm. You know, so... Right on. So you six, uh, you were fighting your boxing. Yes. At the same time, Billy's training you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was wrestling a passion of yours? Not really. It just uh, there was actually more wrestlers went to the gymnasium than there were boxers. So, so it was always always a problem having sparring sparring partners. You see, there was only about one or two other guys that went there. You know, uh, so slowly but surely the wrestling sort of took over. And did you? Did you like it more, or did you just feel like there just wasn't enough boxing to? Uh, there wasn't enough boxing, yeah. and I think I think I preferred the wrestling more, actually. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't train you. They, I mean, they didn't teach you that the, the style that. No, you did. no, no, yeah. no. That that's been built up over a number of years, right? Hasn't it? Yeah. So you yeah. were you were shooting and hooking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Gra what's the other grappling? I don't know. Grappling, wrestling, grafting, grafting. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, Let's hear about your first match. Were you Johnny Sane from the beginning? Yeah, some friends of mine chose the, the name for me. Uh, friends in the gym or just uh, friends at the... At well, the he, was at, he, he was actually another professional wrestler who, who cho and his wife chose the name for me. What, what was his name? His name was Colin MacDonald. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's been dead for many, many a year now. God bless him. Yeah. And... Uh, he just looked at you and he said, you're, "Well, no, you're we, we'd sat there one night talking, and uh, and he, they chose the name Johnny Saint." Yeah. Okay. I want, can you walk us through our, your first match? My first match. Def no, it, def <laughs> it definitely wasn't the style. Oh, not not the style that you see now. No, right. I, I mean, I was uh, I was as green as uh, green as grass mm -hmm. then, and uh, I was just fit and 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 would would have a fight, you know. But uh, I mean, I had no finesse about me then. It was a, <laughs> it was a question of getting in the ring and getting stuck in, you know, which I did. And uh, you either uh, got stuck in and and, uh, and beat the guy, or you you got beat yourself, you know. Who so, was your first match again? Well, in actual fact, it was Colin McDonald. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. he were, and he he was he beat the hell out of he, you. He, yeah, he was a he's a rough tough stick actually. Colin was. So what yeah. did he say? He said, "Saying get down here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're wrestling tonight. Yeah, where yeah. at? Well, we traveled somewhere. I, I, it was up the northeast somewhere. I'm not sure now uh, because my memory is starting to go a bit dim on me. You know? <laughs> but I think it was somewhere like uh, Tynemouth or somewhere like that, which is up the northeast of in England. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I'd never traveled that far before in my life in a car you know were you a, were you a small town kid or? oh yeah yeah strictly a small town kid yes i mean i'd, I'd traveled on the coaches 
to go to the boxing tournaments, but never more than about 20 or 30 miles away. Right. You know? Isn't it, I, I mean, I remember even those my days for those first trips, you, you'd yeah. go an hour. Like if I'm in Chicago, I'm yeah. going an hour to Milwaukee, and I'm like, yeah. this is crazy. I'm going an yeah. hour. Yes. Now it's like yeah. pathetic, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, the first wrestling match that, that I ever did uh, this time off, I'm sure I'm right with time off. It took us about five, six hours to get there in the car. You know, it was a whole different world to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd never seen that part. Of, but I'd never seen more than about 30, 40 miles out of Manchester. Probably, mm. and with, with grown men in the car, was it a whole oh, cars yeah. oh, with yes. wrestlers? Yeah. Oh, yes. Was yes. your parents okay with this? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I, yes. I guess if you're working at 15 in a factory, yeah. Yeah. going on a, yeah. on a trip is okay. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, you... Um, was uh, the, was World of Sport on television at that point? Uh, no, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think it had quite started then, but it wasn't long. It, it was in the late 50s, I think it started. Uh, early 60s, I think. Late 50s, early 60s, Did yeah. You, were you able to get on early? No, I worked for like what we call the smaller independent opposition promotions. So for the first 10 years of my career, nobody ever saw me on television. There was no. still independence back then. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love it. Yes, yeah, yeah. there was, <laughs> yes. Yeah, up and down the country, yeah. So it took you yeah. 10 years, and then did you, would you watch it on telly and be like, fuck, I need to get on television? Yeah, I watched it on television, yes, yeah. But of course, in them days, you see, going back to uh, the working people uh, and, and the uh, after the war, there was lots and lots of working men's clubs in Manchester. You know? What does that mean? Working men's clubs was like... Uh, I, that probably means something completely different than right. I'm thinking of right now. Right. A working man's club is somewhere where you could go and have a beer, but they would also put entertainment on. They would put stage shows on. And, okay. You know, at weekends. and But, of course, during the week, they had to try and draw people in. And so there was, they started putting wrestling on at these working men's clubs. And so you could actually wrestle in Manchester three, four times a week. You know, there's so many of those clubs. Oh yeah, there was yeah. in those days. And they yes. all wanted to put the wrestling on. Did yeah. somebody like first put it on and be like, and it drew and everyone? Yeah, like, oh, and, and it, it went round all the club owners and yeah, let's have some of this. Yeah, so there was one promoter in Manchester, Jimmy Lewis, that used to run all the clubs, and uh, and he would book you. So that was like my grounding, my schooling. Okay. Yeah, that's where you got your reps. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then do you do you finally get on TV? How does that? Yeah, well, I eventually went over to Joint Promotions, yeah. which was the people who had the television contract, and uh, and managed to get on television. Yes. And so, for those who don't know, Joint Promotions is Dale Martin. That's right. right. Dale Martin's best writing promotion: Railways Going Green, Morell and Beresford, yeah, Jack Hather, and uh, uh, I forget his name now. But there was quite a few of them. Uh, they split the country up between themselves. Yeah, you were telling us at dinner. You, 25 matches a month yes. would be a horrible month for you. If you got any less than that, that was a bad month. You're a, yeah. you're a bad wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and well, so let's say 40 let's say 40 matches a month. Yeah. Is that would that be a decent number? Uh no, that that it's still low? That, no, no, you you get 25, 28 jobs a month, okay. you know, yeah. 28, 25. You'd you'd, you'd you'd wrestle 5, 6 nights a week. And does that with Dale Martin and that stuff, and I don't want to get into any kind of financial anything, but is that enough to be a full-time professional wrestler? Well, you could, uh, yeah, you could, you could survive. You see, uh, when I first started work, when I was fifteen, okay, I was doing a man's job, right, and I could draw about eight pound a week in wages, with a little bit of bonus, maybe nine, and if I got a Saturday morning in, maybe ten, ten pound fifty. I could go and wrestle in a nightclub in Manchester, and for my first nightclub, for a six, five-minute round, I would get three pounds and ten shillings. And if I could work four nightclubs a week, right. eh? yeah, just do the maths, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to work from half past seven in the morning till five o'clock at night in the factory to earn eight, nine, ten, eleven pounds in a week. So, so did it get to a point? Because were you doing? The, did it get to a point where you're like? Where you're, and it's so funny because I can relate this to like yeah, nowadays yeah, yeah. where I had my day job yeah. and I was making, eventually got to the point where I was making more money wrestling yes. than I was with my day job. That's right. And I was just like, I am out of here. Yes, yes. So <laughs> did it take a while for you to realize? Those were my my sentiments entirely. When, yeah. I, when I realized I could, I could earn more by working like four nights a week, you know, for half an hour in that <laughs> ring. 
uh, it didn't take me long to to suss it out. Let's let's pack the day job in and let's go full time. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, there's so many great wrestlers of this era. Are there yeah. uh, and like when I watch you, Steve Steve Gray comes to mind. Yes, um, yes. Flesh. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause, and Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jordan, right? Yes. Uh, I, I love I, uh, Mick McMichael's always a favorite. Mick McMichael, yeah. John Cortez, the Borg twins. Keith Hayward. Keith Hayward, yes. You could go on, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Who, who did you really... Who... I, who did you love to be in there with? And then, like, to, to, to add on that, it seems like you guys were going so fast and so crisp and were in such good shape. All right, I'm going to add. All right, hold on. Who, yeah. who did you like to be in there with? Who did like wrestling, yeah, yeah, guys? Yeah. Stevie Gray was always a good Yeah, you uh, guys were so yeah, good together. He was always a fantastic. An Hungarian guy called Zoltan Boschik. Of course. Fantastic. John Cortez. Alan Sargent. Alan Mike. Uh,. Uh, oh, I, you know, I, I, my bra- my brain it okay. seizes up. There was that many of them. And then yeah. what, what I think is like I, I watch you guys. And I guess you guys are going so fast, so crisp, really defining. Like um, it's just so different from everything. Really, I've even seen even in this new era of, of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you guys were in such good shape. In my mind, it's like you guys didn't even need to lift weights or work out. It just seemed like I assumed you were doing like, like you said, thirty shows a week. Yeah. 30 minutes. 30 shows a month, yeah. 30 shows a month, yeah, 30, 30 sh- minutes. Yeah. So you were in condition, weren't you? You were, you, you were in condition all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, was it just, was there a point where you were in the ring? Because the stuff I watch with you and Steve Gray, it's, it just seems like there's a point you're in the ring where it's just like you guys don't slow down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, did you feel like blown up or tired even? Well, no, you know what it's like yourself. You, you, the adrenaline t- takes over, don't you? The roar of the crowd, the adrenaline takes over, and you get stuck in, don't you? Mm. And no, no matter, you feel a bit tired sometimes, but you you just drive yourself, don't you? And, you know. Yeah. Would, would, would the would the lighter with the lighter weight guys? Would you guys do weights or anything, or was it just all a in the ring as my? Well, no. Quite a lot of us used to train. I mean, I still I still train. I used to still go out and do road work and things like that and circuit what's, training. What's road? You do road work. Road work. Yeah. What's oh that? yeah. Running. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm not a runner. Right. So I, yeah. don't, I don't know the terms. Yeah. yeah right. But my. My training, uh, once, once I stopped boxing, I was used to training for a boxer, you see, which was, was road work and everything for stamina, you know. Mm. I mean, I used to run with old army boots on my feet and a rucksack on my back with bricks in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so my training always continued. Like Even when I started wrestling, I would still run and I would still circuit train. Yeah? Very cool. Yeah. Um, uh, you were obviously a fixture in England. Yes. Um, did any any like celebrity would, would, would that come with that uh, being on television? Oh yes, yes. It was what tw- uh, every every Saturday for yeah, every Saturday. At one time, it was originally on Wednesday nights and Saturday afternoons, and then for some reason they stopped doing it uh, live, and they recorded everything because I think they were tightening up on things. I think the Television authorities wanted to tighten up on things, so they re- recorded matches then. 
so it was just done on Saturday afternoons. But there, there came a period when it was so popular and us guys were so on top that there wasn't a, a town or a city in England, Ireland, Scotland or Wales that you could walk through and people would not recognise you. And would you take advantage of that? Sometimes, yeah. yeah like sometimes it was oh, sometimes it was good. Some, some, oh, yeah. Now you're talking, <laughs> eh? Uh, can we turn these mics off and I'll tell you a few things, eh? <laughs> nice. Eh? But sometimes it could work the opposite way, you know. It could be a little bit too much. But the the, the surprising thing was that the television company sold a lot of those television recordings to about 26 different countries throughout the world. And we were just as famous in in different parts of the world. Uh, you know, you could be in Africa and you might be in the bush, right? Yeah. And they'd say, ah, John Saint, and they would recognize you, yeah? I, I read a lot of these the, the old British books and all that, and it seems like a lot of the British guys went on to do all these crazy overseas tours that's right were you on this, this team of oh i did lots of tours yeah i i've wrestled in abu dhabi dubai kuwait zimbabwe zambia uh kenya sudan japan france belgium holland germany austria uh yeah i've wrestled all over yeah United States uh, of America. United States, yeah. It, right. it took me a while in my career, but I, I eventually got here, you know. Did you, did you, would you look at what was going on in the U.S. and be like, I want to get there, or did that? I did try many, many years ago, many years ago. Uh, but I don't, I, like then I was just like a, a, a lightweight, you know, I was like 10 stone. What was your experience trying to get over here? I, I, I had a load of uh, newspaper articles printed. Uh, and photographs and programs and and I sent them to various promoters over here. I don't ask me to uh, tell you which promoter. It was that long ago. I can't remember now. But I never got anything from it. I think because I was such a small, uh, lightweight fire. Had I been a big fella, it might have been different. Right. Or had the internet been around? Yes, of Zoom, course. You'd be right there. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that might have been different. So then. was it the fact that? Um, you had heard that that wrestling was big in the United States. Was the fact that you wanted that you just like the fact the idea of the United States itself? I, no, I just wanted I wanted to come over here because I I I really like the the idea of getting over to the United States. Yes. Had you heard yeah. of like the the guys? Had there been guys that you had heard gone had gone on over here that were making it well? Yes, I'd heard of one or two people. There, yeah, there's there a couple guys that you remember. Well. Uh, I mean, I know Adrian Street came over. Adrian came over, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, this was years... Before that. I, uh, Adrian was much long after I tried to get over here originally, you know. But, uh, no, I just, I just like, wanted, liked the idea of, of trying to be get, getting over in, in America and wrestling. A world traveler. Yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, was the, so, I mean, you just gave me this long list of, like, a lot of some... Were there a lot of off-the-beaten-path wrestling shows? We had talked a little bit about, in France, the tent shows. Oh, yeah, the Chapitos, they the used Chupitos. to call it. Yes, yes. Uh, which were what, basically, really quick? Well, Chapito, they you know, uh, France is very rural. They don't have, like, halls in, in the towns and, and cities uh, like uh, other countries have. So they, they put this sort of circus tent up. Um, uh, and everybody will work in the, even the top singers and, and that will work in these tents. And it was called the Chapitos. And that, that's what we used to work in the wrestling, you know? And what about in these other countries? Were there random rigs put up? No, there were uh, proper wrestling rings, you know, I mean, uh, in, in Africa and places like that. They do have one or two little halls, but a lot of them, a lot of the time, it was on uh, open air football pitches. Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge crowds? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, they love the wrestling over there. Well, yeah. It was like one of the biggest crowds. Oh, 10,000. Yeah. yeah. In Kenya and places like that. Yeah. And I, I, to me, well, I, I guess I guess you said they were on television. I mean, you have such a distinct style. Um, was it ever, did it ever not go over the way you would, you would have liked it to? Oh, yeah. One, <laughs> or two, yeah. one or two people, one or two crowds didn't, don't think quite understood it you know they were used to uh rougher rougher right that's what i yeah. i pictured they would love the just punching yeah and punching kicking. and kicking and stomping yeah sometimes it was a little maybe a little bit too subtle for them and as yeah. a performer like what goes through your mind uh 
hey, this is what I do and this is what you're going to have, man. (laughs) You know? Like it or not. Like it or not. Right. Lump it or like it. This is what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. And, and, uh, hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I imagine you've traveled, you know, so many miles in England. Yeah. yeah. You've been around. It's. I mean, do, do you feel now seven years years old here in the United States talking to some kid who has been watching you, yeah. and admiring mm-hmm. you? Like, is it a fulfilling? Is it is the career fulfilled? Are you are you happy with where you've been and what you've uh, done? Yes, because it, I'm I'm still amazed that because of the internet, that the style, my style, has uh, entertained so and so many people. And so many people like it. I say, it's just, it's mind-boggling, actually, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly think that I am like a dinosaur in the business. You know, my, my style is prehistoric. But obviously people still uh, appreciate it. Yeah. What's old is new, I think, is it? Yeah, term. absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else, maybe, that... Um, that you like Johnny Kidd has been here. Yes, he's obviously that's his style of wrestling yeah. too. Have you seen people that were first of all? Did you see a lot of people trying to emulate your style? Yes. While you were on the circuit, yes. Did it like piss you off? Yeah. No, no, no. Come on, it no, did. no, no, <laughs> no, no. Were they? Were you like, come on, you're ripping me off? No, 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 no. It, it's it, it's free, isn't it? You know, it's you know, no, it, it never never bothered me. Okay, yeah. and was was there some good ones at it? There were, but I, I firmly believe that there's only one of everything. There's only one original, mm. you know. So no matter how many people try and emulate me or how many people try and emulate somebody else, there's only still one original who does it right. So you hated those people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. Great. Maybe who were um, some of the, the, the big bruisers that were – did you – did did you ever go in with the bruisers? Oh yeah, right. Because yeah. I've seen matches. I don't know if Finn, is Finley a bruiser. I mean, yeah, work. Yeah, like, did you ever work? Obviously, you didn't work. Did you work, Daddy? Uh, no, no, okay. that, no. He was too big for okay. me. And, and it, it, clash of styles, it right. would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm wondering about the clash. Of yeah, styles. clash of styles. Did you have some clash of styles? Not really. No, I mean the, like the promoters. A... No, the promoters knew they that knew. Uh, they knew not to match me with with people like that because I would have just said, "Hey." I'm not going there. That's it. Forget it. You know. And you had that power. Yeah. Oh, yes. I could imagine. Yeah. Yes. Did you? And like, I guess you wouldn't abuse that power, but you knew. I don't want to put words in your mouth again. But did you know when what when was right for business for you and what was wrong? Yeah, more or less. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I guess you. I mean, you saw the respect that everyone was giving you in the Chikara lock. Yes. Room. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that was that. I mean, you were like the king of the British wrestling scene. Yeah? That's right, yes. So yeah. was, was that respect shown to you in terms of when you wanted to be on, where you wanted to wrestle on the card, whenever? I never I never sort of uh, tried to uh, become 
uh, self-important and and try and stamp my uh, my authority uh, on on any promoters or or anything. But they they knew that uh, I wouldn't stand any messing about, and I treated them with respect. They treated treated me with respect, you know. Uh, and as long as we were in there entertaining the crowds and making money for the promoters, which is what it was all about, right. you know, they were happy, you know. So. And you were the ch- you were the champion. Well, I mean, you carried that title. Yeah, ten times world lightweight champion. The world lightweight yeah, champion. Yeah. Uh, did that mean? What well, What did that mean to you? It meant everything. Okay. Yeah, it meant I was the I was the top man, and as long as I was the top man, and there were plenty of guys b- below me who wanted to take that belt off me, there was always plenty of work around, wasn't there? Plenty of challenges. Everybody could make money. Did you look at it as as, as I want to hold on to this title because I want to. Make sure that I always have work. Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. It was my chosen lifestyle, and so you had to give it a hundred percent, didn't you? And I, I always did give it, give it a hundred and ten percent. And who, who, what was your first? Uh, I, there was ten. You were ten times. Who was? Ten times. Who did you beat the first time? Oh, you're, you're asking me now. Oh no, uh, not good. No, <laughs> no, in actual fact, George Kidd had retired because George was the uh, original, like okay. well, he, but he'd retired, and it was vacant. And we did a series of uh, competitions, uh, knockout competitions. And myself and Jimmy Brakes, now I'm sure a lot of people will remember the name Jimmy Brakes, we were in the final. And it was actually televised in England from Bolton, uh, the championship match. And I beat Jimmy that night, yeah. And that was in uh, 1976. And then when did when was the last time that you uh, held that? The, uh, I actually relinquished it when I came back from Japan in 1996. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a pleasure to sit down and talk with you. Oh, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'll maybe try to explain what a podcast is after we uh, turn these off. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess, you know, anything you, you want to leave? I guess that's kind of broad. Um, mm. well, I'll ask you this. When, when you go back to England, what, what do you plan on doing? I'm going down to the pub first thing. <laughs> no, I just have a rest for a, for a few days, and then I'll get back into training again. Yeah, yeah, because in a couple of weeks I've got to go and do a match over in France. What's the training schedule? Uh, I I circuit train w- with light weights. Okay. Yeah. Do you go to the local gym or? No, you know? no, I I use my own garage, or if it's nice in the so I I like getting out in the garden and training in the garden. In the garden. Yes. Yeah, and I live hundred yards off the beach. So I like going running on the beach. Are you on the beach a lot? Quite a lot, that yeah. Must be nice. yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. Um I, I I don't know uh if I want to ask this or not, but uh, a lot of people like to get in touch with the fans or yeah. I, I know you do you, you take select bookings. Yes. Is that something you want let known or we'll call it you call it a day? Uh no, it has to be select. Bookings. Okay. It has to be select. Uh, how about they go through me? Yes. And then yeah. I'll I'll let you know what's yeah. good or bad. Yeah. Yes. I'll let you yeah. know the good stuff. Okay. 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 And then any messages for, for I mean, you know, there's gonna be tons of people listening to this who watched you on YouTube and probably mm-hmm. didn't realize that they would have the opportunity to listen to hear you yes. at this time talk. Yeah. If you wanna leave them with any words, uh well, uh, yes, I'd like to say uh, thank you very much to everybody who still comes and cheers me and who says to me that uh, love your style and uh, you've always been fantastic. It, is, it really is a sort of a pat on the back and saying, well, yeah, okay, uh, I've worked hard at it and, and here's, my, uh, here's my payoff, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, thanks to everybody. Thank you. I saying I really appreciate it. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's the reason why I do it, guys. Honestly, I'm never in... First of all, never in a million years did I think I would ever get the chance to, to get in the ring with a guy like Johnny Sane and do it at Chicago. Of course, DVD available now at Chicago Pro. It was available the day afterwards. Never would I even fathom that idea. And now fathom the concept that I could sit down with him, have a conversation, and talk about wrestling and talk about life and, and to let everybody appreciate him, not just in the ring, but now we can appreciate a man outside of the ring, see what he's all about, see what a gentleman he is. And uh, just an awesome story about professional wrestling. 70 years old, still going at it, still appreciated, still loves it, still training for his matches. Johnny's saying my hat's off to you, not that they were ever on, uh, for sure. And I appreciate you coming on and being a part of the Art of Wrestling. Again, the Art of Wrestling podcast, what we're doing is we're kind of opening the world to different people. And I got a bit of business that I want to get done really quickly here. My friend, Stu Stone, he has TSM Radio, he has Sunday Night Stew. If we want to tie this into wrestling, if you ever seen the movie Donnie Darko uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal, he was the friend who they had a Halloween party and, he, and backstage he insisted that he dress up as Hulk Hogan. That's the lifelong fan of his. So if you remember the Halloween party with the guy that dressed like Hulk Hogan, that was Stu Stone. And uh, he went on to have a career. He had a show on MTV blowing up. He also uh, he, he put out the song Hanging with Saget uh, with himself and Jamie Kennedy. And now he's got a brand new album. It's called The Return of the Stone Movement, available on iTunes. So when this is all said and done, after, after everything, I'm going to play a song by his ordinary girl showing my love for Stu Stone. And if you got a little love for him, check out his stuff. Maybe check him out on iTunes and show him a little love. But first, before we get to that, let's get in some plugs and... Upcoming events! Best way to support, guys, ColtMerch.com. T-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, DVDs, and much, much more. It's a great way to support. Go on over to ColtMerch.com. Pick that up. My Twitter, at ColtCabana. Follow me. See who the next guest on the Art of Wrestling is going to be. See what I have to say about the world of wrestling or just what I have to say in general, at ColtCabana. My email, ColtWrestling at gmail.com. If you're a promoter and you want to put me on your upcoming show or convention or you just got something to say to me, send an email that way. I got a P.O. box with some snail mail. To find that address at welovecult.com. I also have a web series, myself and Marty DeRosa, every single Monday night during wrestling. You go over to creativehasnothingforyou.com and the Facebook, like it, forward slash AOW podcast. Let's talk about each episode each week. I'm on there. I'm making it happen. Some upcoming events, Saturday, August 6th, Atlanta, Georgia. It's the NWA Fan Fest. I'm doing the convention and I'm wrestling. For more information, nwalegends.com. Sunday, August 7th, Warner Robins, Georgia, rampageprowrestling.net. Friday and Saturday, August 12th and 13th, Cave in Rock, Illinois, the Gathering of the Juggalos, me, MC Hammer, and Ice Cube hanging out. Information, juggalogathering.com. August 15th to the 29th, heading over the pond, Manchester, England. Going to be doing some training, information, starpowertraining.com. Friday, August 19th, we're still doing shows over there, Wolverhampton, England, Fight Club Pro. Saturday, August 20th, Aberdeen, Scotland, WrestleZoneScotland.co.uk. Friday, August 26th, Preston, England, Preston City Wrestling. Saturday, August 27th, Hertz, England, NWAHammerlock.com. And Sunday, August 28th, I'll finish up my tour, Manchester, England, FutureShockWrestling.co.uk. That's it, guys. That's all I've got. We'll be back. I'll see you later. This has been The Art of Wrestling. For Cole Cabana, I'm Cole Cabana. Enjoy Stu Stone, and thanks. <laughs> when-
When I first met this girl, she wouldn't look at me. She had kind of cutie in the corner screaming, look at me. Took me a minute, then I gained some composure. Stepped a little closer, everything is kosher. I'm a closer. This girl couldn't be any colder. I roll her, I'm a high roller. And she be looking by my shoulder, I told her. You sure you're only 18, you look much older. Hold up. How you doing? You look nice, good to meet you. The way you dress, your reputation certainly precedes you. She got a Louboutin's on, bag Louis Vuitton. I could give a shit, can we please get it on? I'm tired of hearing songs saying put a ring on it. Let her meet my dick, tell her put a thing on it. Tired of being fucked up, I stuck up tricks, so I'ma let my voice spread and my message is this. She wanna drink from the top shelf wine. She wanna spend a lot of money, mine. Then she don't wanna fuck, now she crossing the line. It's a thin mint line between love and hate. It's a she wins world that you can't escape. She got a fake tan and the same fake friends. Like that bitch who pushed a Hyundai, that's a fake Benz. She be like a human mood ring, the way her mood swing. I'm a piece of shit, next minute I'm the king. Oh, she may look happy, she's pretending. Cause later I'ma hear about how the world is ending. Cause I done fucked up or said some shit. And in my head, all I wanna do is choke this bitch. Cause I'm tired of being fucked up, I stuck up tricks. So I'ma let my voice spread and my message is this. You're an ordinary